You're listening to Air Candy, an uninhibited exploration of topics, ideas, and stories. friends and welcome back to Air Candy where we like to talk about all sorts of topics ranging from serious to ridiculous while sharing our unprofessional opinions and advice. I'm your humble host Colleen and with me as always is my co-host Seth. Hey guys. Today we're going to be talking about folklore. We've handpicked a few very interesting stories with the help of some of our listeners. But before we get into that, new episodes of Air Candy will be coming to you every other Thursday. If you haven't already liked and subscribed to our show, please do so wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on any future episodes. If you want to connect with us online, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Air Candy Podcast. If you have a question, comment, or episode idea, you can drop us a line on one of the socials or send an email to aircandypodcast at gmail.com and either Seth or I will get back to you as soon as possible. And with all of that out of the way, let's get into it. Previously on Air Candy. We have serious history with all of this where people did a lot of horrible things. Spirits and all that kind of stuff. That's what probably makes it more creepy. They were very superstitious and they believed that it would bring bad luck to their homes, to their families, it would bring death. They'd beat you or do whatever just because you're not the actual human being. You're just the messed up mm-hmm. form of the human being right. that was taken. It started getting me very freaked out because I found a lot of stories about these. First it's like this, and then now whatever has horns, and now, oh, it has teeth. A lot of paranormal activity, alien stuff. You get like the passed down stories. Every iteration just either gets more creepy. Holy water, crucifixes, whoa, it's it's crazy. I was thinking one thing, what I envision of folklore and mythical things and all this, that, and the third, and and then, no, these stories are just like, oh, Mind blown. They all went to trial and they were all convicted, but um, not of murder, none of them. If any of this stuff matches you, I'm going to have to come over and (laughs) beat you. (laughs) That's exactly what they would have done. (laughs) Keep it real. And now for the second half of Fiendish Folklore. There's just some things like you don't want to talk about because it could just, you know, you never know. Talking about it could bring it forth. Just, I don't know. Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. So I can't even match that right now. I mean, I got a story, but I don't know if this is. Yeah. What's your next story, dude? So mine is, this is a listener submitted story that I did my own research on. Listener Jen Dubon, she actually suggested on our uh, Facebook page that uh, that we actually talk about this. So this legend is actually in the, it's popular, um, not in the United States, but this is in Central and South America. So this is the story of La Llorona. La Llorona. <laughs> <laughs> La, 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 rona. If you're getting scared, getting scared, getting scared. <laughs> if you're getting scared, la, la, rona. La, rona. So this goes. La, ma, 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 yay, yay. So, la, la, rona. So that basically translates to the weeping woman. Okay. All right. So this is actually really popular. And it's kind of weird because now I have like two different stories. Both of my stories are about women and right. crying and right. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> There's with a this. theme. I don't know. Well, hey, look, you know, you watch the movie The uh, Ring. That's a little girl. It's a woman. That creeps mm-hmm. me the hell out. So Me too. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, I can't even I can't, with that. I can't. Nope, There's no can't way. Uh-uh. I, I go ahead and cut that off. <laughs> We're like, uh-uh. Nope. Anybody talking about I'm it? I'm unplugging nope. the TV on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm going upstairs. I, I'm, I'm earmuffing. I'm like, la, 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 no. <laughs> Under the covers. If my foot is out, <laughs> nope. Putting the foot underneath the covers. There's no, nothing exposed. 
<laughs> so the boogeyman can't grab my foot, uh-huh. yo. Mm-mm. So yep. this is a story of uh, La Llorona, and uh, it involves children too. So basically, the story it's a young girl. She marries this very rich ranchero, and so they have two kids. So one day, she ends up seeing her husband with another woman, and in a fit of blind rage, she drowns the kids. It's terrible. So she drowns the kids. In a river. In a van down by the <laughs> river. <laughs> I ruined the mood. I'm trying to get people scared here. It's not, it's not ruin it I know. We've been laughing too much. Nobody's scared. This is, this is, <laughs> but I'm sure everybody can appreciate these things because everybody has yeah. these, like, no matter where you are in the world, you always have these great stories. And, like, they're fun to laugh yeah. about because that's what it is. Because when you're old, you're, like, thinking, like, yeah, man, why do we do that? Like, this is crazy. Why am I thinking this? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she drowned her kids in a van down by the <laughs> river. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, she goes down. So she sees her husband with a- another woman. Fit of rage, she drowns her kids. Drowns both. She of drowns them. her and her husband's children. Yes, her own children. Yep. She drowned her own kids, and then after that, she basically immediately regrets what she did. So she's unable to save them, and so she feels so bad. Then she jumps in the river too, and she- this is just like Crybaby Bridge. Exactly. It's exactly it's the exactly. Same. It's just like what is right. up with all these crazy things? So. Yeah. This is, now, this one has a little bit of a different one. See, this is this one goes down the lines of like, okay, remember I was saying earlier, like, okay, this is about keeping kids in check. And mm-hmm. like, that's what you and I believe in. Like, so this is kind of going there. So just bear with me when it comes to this one. So okay. listen to this one. So she drowns the kids. She feels bad about it. She drowns herself. She gone. So after that. <laughs> Sorry. She gone. She gone. She did. <laughs> bye-bye. So bye-bye. Kids gone. <laughs> I'm gone. Sorry. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying okay. to get you I'm scared. Not gonna, I'm not going to laugh anymore. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very quiet now, okay? I stick to my story. <laughs> it's clear. <laughs> so another version of the story is that the kids are illegitimate, and then she, she does the same exact thing. Ah, I see. So... Now, so if you go to a river, and here's the thing about when it comes to this, not a specific river, because this is all over Mexico, like all over like South America. If you go by a river, you can sometimes hear a woman that's actually reaching out and wailing because her kids are gone, which is different from Cry Baby Bridge, because it's typically you think that it's the kid that's crying. So this one is like, it's the woman willing. That's why La Llorona. So that's the reason why. Now, I do have a story. I I went on one of the websites. There's a a lot of websites regarding this. So I do have a story of um, people that actually submitted on this website that told about the story of La Llorona. Because it's different where you can hear things. But this is a story where you can actually see this woman. And she can actually Mm. draw you in. Just like you're creepy ass that's like a banshee thing. yeah exactly exactly yeah something like that where they kind of lure you yeah, in a banshee a siren okay. or something like you know yep. that's what i meant to say a siren yes so yep that's a story so I, this is what keeps the kids in check it's like okay you don't want to go by the water because this will happen right. you can drown mm-hmm. blah, blah blah like the crybaby bridge thing it's just kind of like i don't know we don't it's just a damn story but this one right this one it serves like, a purpose yeah, exactly exactly so I'm going to read this story really quick. It's a short story, but it'll it'll get you kind of like, Ugh. So <laughs> I'm not going to have a Hispanic accent when it comes to this. I'm going to read it like. Okay, yeah, don't even try. I don't even want to try to butcher this thing and try to make it like a, like a full production. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a full. This is a, this is a two-person production. Yeah, yet, yeah, yeah. We are not there yet. We're just going to be a straight up. <laughs> we're just going to read this shit. We're not going to try to have like these actors come in, these voice actors. <laughs> And then I went down to the river. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a story from somebody. All right. So it says, I was about 10 years old when I, shut up. Are you scared yet? (laughs) I'm not. I'm not. Because you're funny. (laughs) I know. I can't make this. I can't make this shit up, man. (laughs) So, all right, here goes. I was about 10 years old when I was playing hide and seek with some friends and my little sister. I thought it was a good idea to hide in the woods by the Ria Cholteca, the river, as the sun was setting 
and they wouldn't think or dare to look for me there. It wasn't quite dark yet, so I was able to make my way with ease near the river. I stayed in the woods and took cover behind the tamarindo tree, and I was taking cover. I started to hear what sounded like a woman crying. I looked towards the river and saw her there. She had her back to me, concealing her fate. This is where I started getting really scared. All right. Dark, wet hair, but I could see that she was using the river to watch what looked like child's clothing. Although I could not see her face, I could hear her calling my name, and I slowly approached her without fully understanding why I was doing so. Closer and closer I got, the sound of her weeping growing louder. Then, for reasons I can't explain, I snapped out of it and realized, to some extent, what was happening. I remember being told to never turn my back on her, or she will be able to take my soul when least expected, and the only way to escape from her is to walk backwards away from her. And so I did. I walked and I walked. Then I blacked out. Mm. The only thing I can remember after that was being home with no recollection of how I got there. It was at this moment where his sister, you know, uh, intervened and explains what happened during the whole blackout. So that was his story. So now the other, his sister was also there too. And now this is her side of the story. I'm already, okay. I'm already creeping out here. So, so, so then she says, me and a couple of friends finally found him. But when we did so, he did not look like himself. He looked as mm. if frozen or paralyzed with fear. We tried to snap him out of yeah. it, but he would not respond. We started to get scared and decided it would be best if we all carried him out of there as it was almost dark and we didn't want to get lost in the woods. It wasn't until we got home when he snapped out of it with no recollection of what happened. The last thing he could remember was the woman by the river. Okay. Freaky. Jeez. That is freaky. Yeah. That is freaking crazy. So... That's La Llorona. And they actually did some movies off of this, too. So if you're interested to kind of see some of these movies, listeners. So uh, I'm actually kind of curious about some of these things, too. This is a really old story. I mean, this is 1933, La Llorona, not going to be on DVD. Um, You got her 1960s movie, La Llorona, was also, also shot in Mexico. 1963 horror film, The Curse of the Crying Woman. And in 2006, Kilometer was inspired by the legend of La La Roma. So that's actually more recent. And there's actually April 2019, another one. There's this uh, two directors, James Wan and Gary Doberman. This is all off of, uh, right here, this is off of Wikipedia, so if you guys want to look it up. So this is a film called uh, The Curse of La La Rona. Yeah, that sounds like it would make it for a good movie. Yeah, and you know what's funny? Fun fact, hashtag fun fact. That film in 2019 was actually the sixth installment of The Conjuring Universe produced by New Line Cinema. So you've seen, uh, I think it's The Conjuring, then it's The Possession of Emily Rose, I think, and... It's another one. No, I, no. really? Yeah, yeah, Emily yeah, yeah. Rose was part of that? I think so. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. It's a, I know there's a Conjuring, but yeah, I don't you think it's a Conjuring Annabelle, too. The Annabelle ones are part of the Conjuring Oh, collection. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Annabelle. The Conjuring Annabelle. And like it's kind of like a series. Like one's a prequel mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. So this, The yeah. Curse of La Llorona is actually part of that series too. 2019. Oh. I haven't seen this. I want to watch this one now after doing the research of this. Me too. One. I would like to see that too. Because this is probably like a. You know what we should do since we're both cowards and like little scurred? We <laughs> should just we should do a one two three hit play and watch it at the same time, even though we're in different locations, and then we could like get scared together. Be like we're watching together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hold my hand through the phone. I'm holding it. Yeah. I can't feel it. <laughs> we're over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. We got to find out. We got to find out when we can watch that one because that sounds like pretty creepy. So, yeah, so the thing is, like, so I think how this goes for the, the folklore is that, okay, kids, don't go by the river. Don't go by yourself. Because, yeah, don't wander yeah, away. Yeah, don't wander away because La Llorona's going to get you. Right. And, uh, you know, if you see something, you got to walk backwards. So it's crazy. So that story I just read was actually someone just posted that. So people have these real-world encounters yeah. of this craziness. Yep. And so, uh, listener Jen Dubon, so if something, if you know someone in your family has ever uh, seen this, please hit us up on um, Facebook or email us. We want to hear the story because I did this for you. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. Thank you for your submission. Really appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank you. 
Yeah, and if anybody does have stories related to any of these or more, tell us your stories. Post them on our page, send us emails, whatever. We can share them or we can just have them posted so other people can read them. All this stuff is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's fun listening to stuff. I know, you know, we're just laughing about it. It's all tongue-in-cheek. It's it's great because this brings back a lot of memories. And, like, you know, we could talk for another two hours on this podcast, you know? Oh, yeah. It was hard to, wa- like, pick only a couple to talk about. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, because if you just want to talk about the Maryland stuff – we got tons, but yeah, then if, but if you want to talk about some of these other areas that, are, that have like like the Northeast or have a lot of history and all that kind of stuff, it's probably yep. crazy things that we don't even heard about. Oh, for sure. So you know, folks over on the other parts of the world, please let us know. If there's any crazy stories? Oh you yeah, want to talk I would about, love man. to hear stories yeah. from other countries. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So uh, you got another one or? Yes, I do have one last one that on my Scoville scariness scale I put as hot. Oh boy. <laughs> five blankets so, i five and blankets. and a few snuggies so we got we've we've maxed out the blankets and we're going into the snuggies people oh boy this one does not have any rituals or anything like that this is one that can happen anytime any place and you don't really know although Man, I'm, the location I'm, I'm about to log off i'm out <laughs> <laughs> Although the locate, you're not gonna like this at all, I, and I, I didn't know in advance all the details of it. But as I started doing the research, I was like, Seth is gonna freaking hate this. <laughs> he's gonna hate this, and he's probably gonna curse me forever for even putting this in your brain. So hopefully, we can get through this together. I'm listening. I'm holding your hand <laughs> through the <laughs> computer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. This one is about skinwalkers. Now, I'm sure everybody has heard this term, and it is true that pretty much every culture has their own version of a skinwalker, and they can be called different things like Scabies. Wendigos. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Crabs. Uh, wendigos, werewolves, shapeshifters, dogmen, goatmen. These are all types of things that could be technically considered a skinwalker. Okay. and. The reason I'm I'm going to bring this up first is because the term skinwalker has now more so become synonymous with the Navajo legend of the skinwalker, which, according to them, you shouldn't even talk about at all. So why the it, hell it, are we talking about this shit? Well, we're not going to. I'm saying that when I first went into this, I was looking up just skinwalkers. Now, going through it, I realized that I'm now looking at something else. And the reason I'm looking at different things is because I did get a listener submitted story handed to me for this particular one. Man, this is a setup, so that's <laughs> it's, a, it's so a fucking setup. <laughs> anyway, I will quickly tell you that with the Navajo, their version of a skinwalker is like a legend that's very complex and terrifying and steeped in mystery and like evil intent. And the Navajo firmly believe in the existence of skinwalkers and refuse to discuss them publicly for fear of retribution. And they basically are saying that they're like medicine men that are just evil. But that is not the type of skinwalker that we're going to be talking about. Okay. The kind of skinwalker we're now talking about is more so a different type of skinwalker called a fleshgate. Fleshlight? Fleshgate. <laughs> fleshlight. <laughs> 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 nope. <laughs> nope. Because that would be a fucking story. <laughs> hey. 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 Anyway. No, not, a, not one of those. All right, just checking. All right, I'm listening. I'm scared. So, <laughs> a flesh gate is a cryptid shapeshifter said to be able to perfectly mimic the voice and appearance of animals and humans, even copy their behavior after a period of time. It's believed they can do this by occupying the victim's body or skin. It's unknown just how exactly a flesh gate acquires a body, but the most popular theories state that they either eat the innards and wear the skin or simply skin the victim and discard the internal organs. It's difficult to determine what method is used due to the fact that little to no physical evidence is found after a flesh gate's attack. These creatures were originally called skinwalkers, but to avoid confusion with the Navajo witch, with the ability to turn into animals, a separate denomination was created, and now that's why they're called flesh gates. Huh. So, the short-term motivation of a flesh gate is clear. It's to steal a human identity, adapt to survive amongst humans, and find more humans to kill and steal their identities. 
Okay. The long-term goals are unknown, if there even are any at all. So the places you can find them would be in heavily wooded areas. So there's been a lot of stories told when people go camping. Sorry, Seth. Oh, God. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, a lot of people in tundra, so like in deserts, in, in cold areas where there aren't any trees. Basically, these things are, have been reported all over the place. Okay. Oh, God. They do come with different things like different scents, sounds, and sensations. So if you're somewhere and you suddenly smell blood, copper, or the smell of death, something rancid, and it kind of like comes and goes quickly, it could be like a sign that there might be one lingering around. The sounds that they come with are like terrifying screams, twisted animal calls, mm. roaring, yelping, chittering, clicking, and the creepiest thing imitation of human speech which usually comes with whatever they had heard the people that they've been prowling around saying earlier because these things are predators oh i've seen that before in a movie i'm sure you have okay so now the sensation that accompanies these things obviously is a sense of dread there's a heavy atmosphere a static charge and this whole the phenomenon called panic in the woods have you heard this no panic in the woods that is a phenomenon when you don't hear anything like it's completely silent it's like suddenly there's no sign of like life or sounds or any other animals around you and it's just this creepy creepy stillness silence oh I, that's actually called panic in the woods oh i actually kind of like that when i go backpacking well that's a side note there I like it when it gets really, really quiet and you can't hear a thing. <laughs> if you had a very, very quiet experience and you weren't freaked out, then I'm sure it wasn't anything. But if you ever get that really super quiet and it's accompanied with a sense of dread, you might want to, like, run. <laughs> run and do what? <laughs> just just run. <laughs> run out of the woods. Get away. I don't like that idea at all. I need, I need some, <laughs> can I get some stones? Can I get a cross? Like, we, <laughs> it's a terrible advice. I think the only way to, so far that I've read, people haven't really been able to escape these things other than Thanks. running Thanks. or, I don't know, shooting them with something covered in white ash. I don't know. I think all that's just legend, but oh God. I don't know. So they will wait for a small group of humans to enter their territory and wait for one of them to become separated from the group or listen for mimicable phrases and then lure or trick one of the people out to be killed. And before the actual attack, the presence of this flesh gate is indicated by unexplained noises and objects being moved while nobody's looking. The attack itself is kind of shrouded in mystery because their goal is for the victim to be alone. So it's kind of hard. No one you know, lived to but, tell the story. Right. Didn't live to tell the tale. <laughs> Once an attack has occurred, the victim will no longer act like himself. So imagine that somebody got lured away on a camping trip or wherever, right? They're out getting wood for themselves, like whatever. Right. They suddenly come back to camp with everybody else and they just seem off, right? Okay. This would be a sign that they may not be themselves. They may, in fact, be one of these flesh gate creatures, okay? Skinwalker. So, right. The most telling sign that an attack has occurred is the complete lack of personality. So if this person in the group comes back and they're suddenly, like, not really there. Like deadpan, like nothing. Yeah, yeah. Often the victim will simply stare off into space, examine objects quizzically, or pay attention to any conversation going on around them. All these things in an effort to mimic the humans. These signs may fade after a period of time once the flesh gate has learned more about the human behavior and what its victims used to be like, but they will never completely disappear. So once a human body has been secured, the fleshlight... I just said fleshlight. <laughs> <laughs> Dang! I love it! <laughs> <The fleshlight>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Whoops. What? <laughs> what you think about, boo? <laughs> Dang it. This isn't scary anymore at all. Oh, wait a minute. You just, you, you, you just unscaried my my story, too. I know. I just started getting scared. I started, I started crossing my arms getting scared. They said, then the fleshlight. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I'm listening. I'm, okay. I'm still I'm, I'm, I'm still intrigued. I'm still intrigued. I'm sure our listeners are still like intrigued with the story too. I think this is freaking hilarious. This is great. This is like good campfire stuff right here. This is awesome. Well, dude, if I was on a camping trip and somebody told I would I'd I would immediately 
leave the campgrounds, <laughs> honestly, because this th- these stories are scary. Oh my god! Well, this is this is gonna be great. I can't wait to go camping again. I'm gonna tell one of these flashlight stories. Oh gosh, you should you should pull them up on like all the Reddit and 4chan and like, just read these things. You'll be freaked out. Yeah, most definitely. Okay. All right, go ahead. Once a human body has been secured, the flesh gate will likely try to lure others into the woods to claim them as well. Okay. So. These things have been reported to appear in all sorts of environments and in some reports within, like, society after a successful consumption of a victim. So it's kind of like these things are trying to get closer and closer into more populated areas for some reason. Everything I've read about this, it's like nobody fully understands why they're trying to do this, but it's like they're trying to get closer and closer. It's, It's very creepy. So you don't know how they're actually getting consumed. Right. Well, they're clearly the victims are getting lured out and whether they wear the skin or they just study the body and then they're able to shape shift into that. There's all these theories. All right. All right. So, yeah, this has got me like thinking like uh, uh, next time I go camping, I'm going to tell one of these stories and then someone comes back. It's going to be. Yeah, I'm going to start creeping people out. This (laughs) is going to be good stuff. I love going camping. So this is actually a good one, too. I'm probably going to tell Lisa this. Yeah, y'all will be freaked out. Me telling this like overview is not as scary as you reading a story about them. So if you were to go and read a story by the campfire, you'll definitely freak people out. For yeah, sure. definitely. But still, that from what you tell me now, you're just educating me. This is actually really good because I haven't heard this before. So it's fun. Yeah, I think the creepiest thing about it is just the whole mimicking of the people. Yeah, right? I think so too. I totally agree. Say you're out camping, you and your friends are out camping, and you're out by yourself. Say just just put yourself in the situation, and all of a sudden you hear Lisa, help, help, or hey Seth, or just saying something. It may not be her. It may be this skinwalker slash flesh gate trying to lure you out further so it can then take you. I'm already freaked out. That's what I'm saying. This stuff is is creepy, really creepy. Not only have these things been found in the woods and and all that stuff, but they've also been seen around like burial grounds and you know. Native American land and things like that. So all of that being said, I am going to now read the listener submitted story. Oh my God, there's more. Oh God, let me get my hood ready for this. (laughs) Let me get my Snuggie ready for this. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Do you need a minute? (laughs) I know, man. What's going on here? I thought you... I thought I was out of the woods. <laughs> now you're telling me a damn story. Shit. Well, I was trying to give you the overview of what they kind of are, and okay. now I'm going to give you the listener submitted story. Okay, so that was a setup, and now you're giving the. Okay, I got you now. I thought that was the yeah, whole just, thing. So just so you know what it is. Maybe I should have done it the other way around. No, it's. All, I mean, it's still good now. I'm just like, okay, now I know what's going on. Now I know what we're dealing with, and now I'm going to hear a real life story like the La La Llorona. Yes. Right. So this is a real life story submitted by a very dear friend of mine who I have and I would trust with my life. So Even if you were in the woods? Yes, absolutely. And he said. Definitely. And he said, I'm, I'm scared. Come over. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go anywhere by myself <laughs> if I heard something calling me into the woods. Like, nope. no. Nope, not happening. That's the thing, too. There's been stories about these things being in suburban areas as well. And making noises on roofs and around a house, like scraping and scratching. And I have had those types of experiences here in this house that I'm in. So, like, I've gotten myself very freaked out learning about all this stuff. So, oh my God. I feel like I'm not doing it justice with my overview of it, but it's all very, very freaky. No, definitely freaky. You know what? The the thing about it is, is that now that we're doing all this and we're talking about this, it's crazy. Like, all these stories. Once you start listening and like I'm listening to you and you're listening to me, I'm thinking like, have I seen this movie before? Have I talked about this right. before? Have you seen all this kind of stuff? And that just all winds into this the whole theme of this whole podcast. Yep. It's like this is the folklore, this is the story, this, these are things that get passed down, and these are things that you think yep. about because you never know, like us talking right now might turn into another story or whatever, and then yeah. we may just change one little detail to make it more scary or something that might have happened and then you know, and then who knows, like 30 years from now and we have another story and then it's going to turn to something else. So yeah. Yeah. All right. So I want to hear this person's story. Okay. So this story submitted by my dear friend, Cullian, I'm going to read it. So where do I start? There was this white house in Westport, Massachusetts that was supposedly built on an Indian burial ground. 
It is definitely attached to an old settler's graveyard. You can see it from Highway 195 just outside of Fall River. There have been tons of stories that stand out about this place. One of the two most notable stories is when two state troopers went to test out if the house was haunted. They fell asleep on the first floor and woke up on the second. The other story is where some kids were fucking with that house and threw beer bottles at it. They had all the steam to hit the house, but the bottles suddenly fell short, and those kids died in a car accident later that night. Me and my hood friends just dismissed all of that as urban legend, but the house definitely gave you nasty, tense vibes when you were near it. So over the course of time, me and my friends visited this place several times. A couple things to note. My buddy Chris would run around the house and would come back and puke every time. And there was a time I walked onto the property with my boy Joel, and as I walked up, I could feel individual presences surrounding me. It felt like I was in a concert crowd, but everyone was staring at me. So I knew there was something to the other stories that I had heard. On this particular night, it was me, Chris, Josh, and two chicks we were trying to holler at. We went to the house, and the ominous feeling was particularly intense. Chris wanted to run around the house again, but the girls freaked out, so we took them back home, which was about 15 miles away. Me being bored, I suggested we go back to the house. We went back and pulled in front of the house. We turned the car off and noticed almost immediately that there was static coming through the speakers. Me, forever being the street scientist, thought maybe the energy coming from the house was causing it. Like I said, this particular night, the energy was so tense you could cut it with a knife. After a few minutes observing the static, I decided we should drive to the hotel about a mile away. I wanted a control to see if it was the car causing it or if it was the house. Only way to figure that out was to park away from the house. We pull into the parking lot and turn the car off. No sooner do we turn the car off that some dude approaches the car. He was soiled head to toe, wore a red wife beater and blue jeans. He looked like a two-day dead Rodney Dangerfield. He asked us for a ride. I remembered as he was asking us for a ride around the corner, his mouth movements didn't match the sound, and he smelled like death. But at this point, to us, he's just some bum asking for a ride. My boy Chris locks all the doors and tells him no. So we rode back to the house, parked, and turned the car off. Static starts as soon as we turn off the car, and boom, the same dude asking for a ride is right there in the back of the car. What? We pull to the graveyard. Boom, dude is right there again. We turn the corner where the graveyard is, and he's laying there behind the wall waiting for us. This is not a spot with foot traffic, nor is it a spot where you just decide to lay down. You can barely make out his features. It was like he was wearing pantyhose over his face. It all just kind of blurred, and then it melted in front of our eyes. All three of us saw the same thing. All three of us freaked the fuck out, and we unasked the area. Dude was not human. I remember watching him move toward the car. He was just kind of floating towards us. The static also got louder as he got closer. But your brain just dismisses shit. So we didn't really think anything was up until we saw his face melt. On our way back, we were steadily trying to figure out what had happened when suddenly we hear screaming. It sounded like people were just being torn apart alive. That's the only way to describe it. We realized pretty quickly that it was coming from Josh's car speakers. We stopped talking for the rest of the ride. My car is at Chris's house, so I got dropped off there. You ever get that feeling that you're not alone? I drive my car and I can feel that there's someone in the back seat. I can't see them, but there's definitely someone or something else in my car. What the fuck? I didn't look in my mirrors or anything on the five minute drive home. At this point in my life, I was full-on thuggin'. I was also signed up to leave for the Marines in a few weeks, and my dad and stepmother were going through a divorce, so I was a full-on free-range teenager. My dad could give two shits what I did as long as I came home every few days. But that night, my dad was up waiting for me. As soon as I came through the door, he asked me, What did you do? I told him the usual teen answer, nothing. And he tells me, You better not have brought anything back with you. I laid down and the phone rang incessantly a couple of times that night, completely skipping the answering machine. Chris, while on the phone with one of the girls from earlier, hears the same static coming through his phone that we had heard through the car speakers. 
Josh comes home to his freaked out mother who had just called the police because she saw a dude in a red wife beater and blue jeans at the foot of her bed. For a while, all three of us had events happen to us that would be considered curse-like. About a decade later, John Zaffis, I don't know if you know who that is, but he's like the most famous paranormal expert ever. He's, he's amazing. Oh, okay. About a decade later, John Zaffis was doing a presentation at my community college because it was close to the location of the Jamestown Hitchhiker, and he was investigating that at the time. At the end of this presentation, he asked if anyone had any questions. So I asked him, do you know anything about the house in Westport? And he goes, oh, the white one? I said, yeah, and he tells me to come talk to him. He confirmed the rumors about it being on an Indian burial ground. And a day later, I kind of felt like a weight had been lifted off of my shoulders. I think John had done something for me. The house was torn down recently, and an auto shop was built there. But there is still a graveyard attached to the property. Also worth mentioning is that the house is supposedly the house that Poltergeist was based on. Oh, God. I've heard enough. I've heard enough. I don't need any more of that. So he sent me pictures, aerial pictures, and a picture of the original house, too. Like, even just looking at the picture of the house... Gives me the heebie-jeebies of the old house. It's freaky. It's like, you know, when you can just sense that a house has bad energy? Like, it does. Eek. So... And then he also told me some of the curse-like events that had happened to him and his friends, but I won't tell all those. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of bad things that happened to them for a long time. And this is a true story, not, not like some made-up shit. This is a 100% true story. And he had always classified it as a skinwalker, which, you know, I think it sounds like that, but I would now call it a flesh gate versus a skinwalker. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's kind of like a combination because you have the, you know, the Indian burial ground thing. And I mean, I don't know, was it protecting the the burial ground? Was it just some evil presence? I don't know. But it clearly, with the, the fact that it wasn't fully talking, like it looked like its mouth wasn't moving right or whatever, like, I don't know. He was trying to eat something. He was trying to eat. That's what he was trying to do. He was trying to eat something. Yeah, he was trying to lure them or yeah. do something. But, but he was asking for a ride. So what the hell would have happened right. if, if they would have gave his ass a ride? What the hell would they have done? Right? But here, remember this, too. When they left the place that the guy, the bum or whatever, had asked for a ride, and they drove off far away, and then they stopped, and the bum was right there, too, a human could not move that fast. So that's another trait of these flesh gates. They're very quick as well. So, like... Skinwalker, Fleshgate, this thing was definitely trying to do something. Whether it was protecting mm-hmm. the house, whether it's just a demon, whether it was trying to, like, get one of them. Like, maybe it wanted one of them to chase it. Who knows? Good night. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with all this scary stuff, man? <laughs> I know. So, that was a really good story. I mean, you know, especially since it was a real thing and it was, like, listener submitted, so. Yes. He has said that if we ever want to follow up or if we want to talk more about other stuff, because... He, like myself, has had a lot of different interesting experiences, and he has said that he'd be willing to come on and talk, answer questions, whatever. Page me. Um, <laughs> I'll be busy <laughs> when you record that it'll one. Just, it'll just be me. Well, okay. So you and him. We'll have Sydney replace you on that episode. Nope, it's going to be a one-on-one. It's like, you guys can do that, and I'll just listen. And I was like, all right, ah, that sounds like it was pretty scary. I'm glad I wasn't there for that one. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> So. Uh, oh man, that's that's a really good story. I mean, thanks for sharing that one, and th- thanks to a listener too. What's his name again? Cullian. Cullian. Yep. So it's close to your name in a yes roundabout way. So yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'm glad we made it through that one. Um, yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. Now, so listeners, if you guys are not completely scary, not run off, you haven't hit stop yet <laughs> from Cullian's scary stories. So. <laughs> <laughs> We got a little palate cleanser for you guys. All right. Mm. So we're going to cleanse cleanse the palate. We're going to uh, throw some sage on this whole situation and cleanse this yeah. whole – cleanse this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> throw some sage on this podcast. Cleanse these demons. <laughs> so, so now we have a little segment we're going to call Confession Corner. Yes. So this is a little segment that we kind of thought about because if you are a, a listener, we always have these little things <laughs> that we say, confession. <laughs> it's like, wait, confession? Confession's like, and then you, it actually, it's pretty much just me. It's like, confession. You say, I, I've done it a couple yeah, times, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah too. But it's like, confession. You're like, but it is, it is typically you. And I'm like, go what? on. <laughs> I'm listening. 
<laughs> yes. So we thought that it would be a fun little segment that we can kind of add on here and just uh it's a shtick turned segment yeah exactly so the reason why we're doing this is to, you know we just want some connection with you guys we want to have some transparency you know so if you guys have some things that that you want to get off your chest or whatever please let us know either through facebook or through our, our, our gmail account ericandypodcast at gmail.com so uh yeah i mean i think i'm ready to, to share a little something you got something colleen Think you're ready to get some things off of our chest? Off my chesticles. <laughs> yeah, I think the first thing I would like to share that stays in the same realm of the things that we've been talking about, it kind of surrounds another legend. I would like to confess that back in 1999, when the Blair Witch Project movie was released, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I believed it was real. <laughs> Confession. confession i believed it was real 100 percent. i believed it okay confession yes i totally agree i thought this shit was <laughs> real too <laughs> oh thank goodness i'm not alone i left out of that movie like what the hell did i just watch did this actually right? happen it was like in maryland right? too and i was like right. i really thought it was real because unless i'm crazy that was the beginning of the lost the quote-unquote the lost footage yeah, the found footage. Yeah, found era footage. Yeah, thing. yeah, the found footage genre. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "What is going on?" Because it was all on like like the eight millimeter film or or, or whatever it was back then. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I I totally admit it. I believed it. I thought it was real. And then of course, eventually, I was like, oh, "Okay, it is just a movie." But when I was in there and then got the full experience, and and I was actually. One of the first movies in a long time because that was so long ago. What 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 year was that? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. That was so long ago. And I remember like I was in that theater and a lot of people were like, like everybody was into it. And I don't think I've ever been to a movie that was really like that. I always went to all this other like other stuff, but I was like. Yeah, and when you're in a situation like that, you're feeding off of that crowd vibe, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, man. I was like, oh, man, this stuff actually really happened? And like, how did I get, you know, all these stupid things are going through my mind. Like, how did I get this footage? Like, it's stupid. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I totally believed it, though. I really did. I thought it was a legit, because, again, like you said, the found footage genre was not a thing at that point. Yeah, it wasn't. So, we all thought it was real. Well, maybe not we all. Maybe no, we, <laughs> I shouldn't speak we for all, everybody. <laughs> me and you are the only dumbasses out here in the United States <laughs> yeah, that apparently. pretty much thought this shit was real. <laughs> I legit yeah. thought it was real. And I admit it. I admit it. I don't care. It is what it is. Yep. I thought it was real. Yep. It, was, it was actually really good. Made. And you know what? That kicked it off. Because now you still have all these other movies that are still in the same genre that are still getting away with it. You know? Yep. So, hey. Um, you got anything else when you get off your chesticles? I do. I will I will confess another thing just to show people that I'm also vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> I have a weird form of OCD where I count everything in my head. Like everything I do, like steps I take and everything that I do. Like if I'm pumping lotion, I'd be like one, two, three. Like it's that's in my in my mind I'm counting things all the time. You're like rain girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know that the reason it started is because I, I grew up in a in a very like abusive environment or whatever and I think that it developed as a way to f have some semblance of control because I would just be very quiet and like kind of count things in my head or whatever right, right. but um it's something that just kind of never went away and now I also have this weird uh, superstition with things can't end or land on a six. So whatever it is, it can't be a six. <laughs> so I'll either make it a five or a seven or whatever. It's just it's my weird little counting little OCD yeah. thing. I'll also like count how many steps I'm taking like in the dark and stuff too. And I feel like I don't know exactly why. Maybe it was also from my childhood, like just kind of having to be not seen by people just to avoid more chaos or whatever. Yeah. But it's kind of helped as an adult because now like I can – walk around in the dark and i'll just remember my footsteps you know what i mean yeah 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 does that make sense no it does i used to do the same type of, of stuff like i do a little bit of counting too and then i can't say that that's what we all do but yeah i mean certain certain people affects them in in more uh uh, uh not great ways you mm -hmm. know but 
me, I used, to, I used to do the same thing. Like I used to count how many steps I go up or or which step was the one that creeps when I'm creeping back inside my house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, said, okay, sure. it's like one, two, okay, you skip that third step and uh -huh. then you keep going yep. up and then it doesn't creep. So you don't get caught. Yeah, and because it's dark, all like, the lights are off. So you're doing this in the dark. So you have to kind of do it. So imagine with like blind people, I, you know, yep. that their whole life is probably counting or something. Yep. You know right. what I'm saying? And, and Exactly. And so it's actually not a terrible thing if you think about it in, in those terms. Yeah. Like if you're not to get around your house and – you think about like to save your life. What if it's your house is smoke filled? You know how many steps it right. is to get to, you know, yeah. get to the top of the steps and then do all that kind of stuff. So yep. you're not you're not crazy, and it and it's a that's a nice little confession. I like that one. I like it. Yeah, it developed out of something that was very unpleasant, but I guess it definitely serves a good purpose now. Except it would be nice if I didn't have the weird quirk about the sixes. <laughs> that would be good yeah, I know, if I could get weird. rid of that. Yeah, because <laughs> like e even if even if it's just like. Even something as weird as like little kisses, like it can't it can't be six kisses. It has to be seven or more or five. It has to stop at five or go past six. Oh my! <laughs> it's just the God. oddest thing. I know. It's a weird. Yeah, that's that is weird. But it, yeah, you know that, what? Is, that is that is weird. Yes. But you know what? You are you are vulnerable, and you know our listeners. You know, listeners, this is us. This we're trying to get this thing started. If you guys want to just yeah. get something off your chesticles, you know, let us. No, say something. It's okay. You can be anonymous. So yes, if you want to boldly or anonymously get something off your chest or share something about yourself, just yeah, let us know. Hit us up. All right, I got a confession. Okay. So when I was a teenager, I used to. <laughs> I don't know why I was saying this. It's it's not really crazy, but it's just it's kind of crazy. So I actually used to. Chew on toilet paper. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> I need more information. So, you know, when I'm in the bathroom why and, or whatever. Why and where did this begin? Why? I think that it was in the in the days where, I don't know if they even have it anymore, but it was in the days where they used to have a, uh, a, a fragrance to toilet paper. I don't think they okay. have that anymore. So it had a fragrance. Scented TP? Yeah, scented TP. And so, you know, growing up in my house, we always had this scented TP. And so I can't remember now if it was color or not or whatever. It could have been pink. I think it was pink or whatever. I remember that stuff. Yeah. I remember pink scented toilet paper back in the and day. Yep. So I, I remember that. I thought one time I just kind of just like, all right, let me take a little bite of this thing. And just I put <laughs> it in my mouth. <laughs> it just got it kind of tasted Turned like into it. a thing? It just turned into a thing. I just took one and I just took a little more in there and like. Oh, yeah. And it had like this little flavor with the uh, – and then it's like it wouldn't like disintegrate. Like I wouldn't eat it. Yeah, I was about to ask that. Did it like – it didn't dissolve in your mouth? No, 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 no. It just like absorbed and I would just like put it in there. But I would take enough pieces of it and I would just just put it in my mouth and it would just like it would just suck up. It would just be this dried piece. Ball of – yeah. Yeah, ball of paper and I would just chew on it a little bit and just put it on the side. Like almost, almost like I'm packing a lift, like tobacco in a way. It's – no, it's, it's interesting weird. you say that because I actually – I used to do that with just notebook paper for some reason in school. I would rip off pieces of notebook paper and chew it and it would do the same thing. It would turn into like this hard piece of thing <laughs> in my mouth. Like why are we doing that? Yeah, I don't know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird that you and I are both chewing paper. <laughs> are you serious? Are you telling me? I'm, yes. I'm serious. Oh, my gosh. We're a bunch of freaking weirdos. We should be doing a podcast. This is we're a bunch of fucking weirdos. So yeah, I used to do that. It's, it's, it tastes good, and this is only when I'm in the bathroom. I don't think I ever like walk around like eating toilet paper for no freaking reason. It's only when I okay. so I do that. I just suck on the toilet paper and then make a big ball and take it out and just just throw it in the trash or throw it in the toilet. And I just be done with it, and that's it. So. That's my confession. How long did that last? I don't even remember. I mean, it was so long ago. I mean, I could have been – it was definitely a, a couple years. Okay. And then I guess maybe scented toilet paper just kind of got out of style. And then you were – you're like, I'm not into this yeah, anymore. Yeah, like this is – no, nah, this is lame. <laughs> what is this, Charmin? All right. So yeah. – <laughs> So that so that is my confession. So we we should also share the other two random confessions. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. What do you got? I found a confession that someone – this is an anonymous confession, and it says, I want to fight with someone while having sex. 
It sounds weird, but I just want to have a fist fight with someone while sex happens. That's it. What the hell? <laughs> All right, so I got one. Okay, what's yours? This one. <laughs> I'm laughing at this one. So, at night, I love to masturbate my girlfriend while she's sleeping. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So, what the hell is going I on? I feel like that people? could be some interesting fetish. Yeah, that could definitely be a fetish. Maybe we should do that in our, uh, one of our podcasts. We do a podcast on fetishes, maybe. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, there's another one here, you know. Um, oh, my gosh. I've been addicted to masturbating for two years now. Okay. Like... Why are they all, all of them about sex? I don't know. I mean, people that just want to get stuff off of their chest, man. It's all these little sexual things that just make them feel good. I don't know. Like, yeah. like me with a, this, this makes my toilet paper thing just me like, uh, I know. It makes us look like really lame. lame like, not so yeah. fun. Like, look at this one. Uh, uh, so I have a newly begun foot fetish. Not super into it, but it's there. <laughs> well, that one I'm sure hits close to home for you. Quiet woman. <laughs> that was your confession, wasn't it? You didn't read that. No, I, I, I read this one, but oh boy, he trying to. Man, why you gotta bring up this stuff? <laughs> why you gotta bring up me and my feet, yo? <laughs> Terrible. We're it's confession corner. <laughs> so Kylie and I had a couple confessions of, of our own. We got some off of a website. I, I read a couple. Uh, these are really good. So, listeners, if you have anything you want to get off your chest that's kind of silly, you know, or if it's something kind of serious, great, fine, you know, you can let us know too. I'll probably clown you if I can. Um, I clown myself. It's okay. I'll clown Colleen. We always laugh at each other. She has a beard. I'm crazy. I eat toilet paper. So, <laughs> <Beard. It's> a- <laughs> do not have a beard, for the record, and I'm not a witch. <laughs> Or a changeling, Today. to my knowledge. I'm not a changeling, to my knowledge. Today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's the reason why we had that. Hopefully, this turns into a little thing. And uh, I'd like to hear what uh, you guys have. And again, you know, if, if you are my friend and you write in, it's going to be funny. I, I, I'll have my own comments on it. And uh, if not, then <laughs> if you don't want me to say anything, then I won't say who you are. I'm still going to have my comments. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have our opinions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You can say who you are. You can remain anonymous if you want to participate in this segment. Yeah, absolutely. And that's Confession Corner. So you got any shout-outs? Got any shout-outs today? Shout-out to some of the other people that submitted good stories. And uh, we have some honorable mentions. Yes. Um, We got one from one of my homeboys on Facebook. His name is Kamal Malone. He had this one called Old Man Clutch. So if you're from Maryland, I never heard of this one. And it's from Camp Schmidt. So if you're <laughs> in Maryland and you went to Camp Schmidt when uh, you were a kid. Yeah. So his kids just went to Camp Schmidt. Uh, I'm surprised this place is still even here right it's now. It's amazing. But, so this is not that long ago because he still has his kids are still young. So Old Man Clutch is still a story that comes out. So basically this goes back to keeping kids in check. So you don't yeah. want to go out. You don't want to leave the campsite because right. Old Man Clutch going to come get you. Yeah, you don't want to wander off because Old Man Clutch going to get you. Yeah. Another one, another runner-up. This is actually from my boss. Shout out to Paul. He actually submitted one. It's called Merlin's Cave. This is in Cornwall, England. And it's a combination of folklore plus, and I'm making a, a new word here, new lore, okay. <laughs> meaning that it's kind of like... Uh, it's still around. So there's this cave in Cornwall, England, right on the water. And it's it's supposed to be where Merlin was. If you want, oh. if you went to go uh, down there, if you want to see Merlin or visit Merlin or Merlin or whatever. Merlin. You go there. Merlin. <laughs> we visit Merlin. You talking about Merlin? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm from Merlin. <laughs> so you go to Merlin's cave and actually there's some controversy around it because it's such a popular story, like the folklore is so deep. Um, the country actually wanted to make that a, uh, a heritage site okay. of this, and like people were all pissed off about it because like, like this is like it's folklore, it's not even real, and blah blah blah. It's almost like us putting up something for like Goatman, right? Or, like, the statue. Bridge. like yeah, up, you know. Well, that reminds me of the statue they put up for Mothman. Same type of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's, and so people are like up in arms about it. 
but it's visited so much. So it's it's a actually really interesting interesting story. So that was a good runner-up, too. Um, you nice. got one? I do. I have shout-outs to some honorable mentions. My good friend Ryan suggested that we look into a folklore about Big Liz on the Eastern Shore. So another very interesting story that I suggest you guys look up. So thank you, Ryan. Thanks for your submission. And another runner-up is from our friend Brian, and he submitted an idea about a story. <laughs> he submitted a story about <laughs> Chopper. <laughs> chopper? It's <laughs> Chopper. Exactly. What is Chopper? Oh, my God. So this was submitted on Facebook. So we're going down the list. Brian apparently um, got drunk one night. And uh, I guess he's reading on Facebook. And uh, he sees our, our post. And then he decided to say Chopper. Yeah, it's just the yeah, one word, one chopper. Word. So just we, chopper. I reached out. We we're like, tell us more. What is this? Ch- who? What's this chopper story? Yeah, and then <laughs> <laughs> he responds like days later, say, I don't know what my drunk ass was talking about. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't even remember typing this. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm thinking like, I'm, I'm waiting for a good story. Like, okay, so what is this chopper? What is this? Every time I think chopper, I think about the movie um, Stand by Me. Chopper, sick balls. <laughs> Something it's like chopper. Oh man, we should prank call this dude. We should, we should, we should prank oh, call. Oh, totally. See what's going on. You should. All right, let's do it. All right, hold on. Yes. Let me see. All right, I have his number. All right, we're gonna do this. So I have a work phone that I just use for like testing and stuff. I do like some IT stuff with work phones. So he won't recognize this. Oh, I really hope he answers. Oh man, this is. He's not gonna make sure it's on speaker. This will turn into the next segment. It'll be prank calls, crank yankers. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know what? When if it doesn't pick up and you go to leave a message, no, leave a message and say this is Chopper. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. But just take it off speaker or something. At that point. All right, here we go. Dang it. Dang it. Okay, we'll leave a message. Say chopper. All right. I'm, I'm leaving a message so you don't hear it. Please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. <laughs> this is chopper. This is chopper, motherfucker. You like to drink, don't you? <laughs> chopper. Chopper, come and get you. Chopper. Close your windows. <laughs> I feel like we're in school. I know. We're like five years old. I feel like you can't be scary to save your life. <laughs> I'm trying to be scary. I don't know what, the, what the hell do you say, Chopper? What the hell? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I hope he calls back. If he calls back when we're still on this podcast, then... Hey, look, then it's going to be a great call and <laughs> for you pissed off because it's kind of late at night when recording this. So he's like, what is Oops. this? Who's calling for this <laughs> phone number? <laughs> he's a late night guy, though. Yeah, he is. All right. So hopefully he calls back. All right, guys. So that was kind of a kind of a, a first timer. That was kind of off of the cup. It was a, a, a one off, you know. Yeah, it was a one off trying to trying to just make it funny for somebody. We're just going to see. We'll, we'll see what happens. So hopefully he... <laughs> Now, if he listens to this podcast after the fact, that he's going to be like, oh, it was these damn fools right. trying to call us. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you guys for, uh, you know, your suggestions. We appreciate those. Yeah. And um, hopefully we get the Confession Corner submissions. And uh, thanks for listening. And I hope I get some text from you guys thinking I'm, I'm a really big weirdo because I am, I guess. <laughs> we both Being- are toilet paper and apparently both of us like eating paper so <laughs> so weird that's what <laughs> let's wrap this up boo boo let's right. bring us home so thank you guys so much for listening and spending time with us please don't forget to subscribe to our show so you don't miss out on any future episodes if you have a question comment or episode idea or if you just want to drop us a line to say hello you can reach us on facebook and instagram at air candy podcast or send an email to air candy podcast at gmail.com so hit us up because we want to connect with you. And until next time, peace. Peace.
And it's also been seen in Africa. Africa too has changelings. Yeah. Are, yeah, yeah, are yeah. Are you scared, mother sucker? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe this will turn into one of our sticks. It's like, okay, this is where Seth talks too long. And then I go, anywho. And then we get into <laughs> what we're really going to talk about. <laughs> anywho. Take another sip of your margarita. A little sip of my margarita. I got to wet my whistle. Whistle by your work. I got to wet my whistle with my cheap wine. Oh, you got your bum wine? <laughs> <laughs> I got my hobo wine. <laughs> I'm drinking my bum wine. Tastes like a shoe. <laughs> Good job, Wiener. You're right. Yeah. Good job, Wiener. Good job, Wiener. <laughs>